This week on Backyard Footy. Like, there's so many different ways. And that's, like, that's one thing growing up. Like, I saw players come straight out of high school, mm-hmm. leaving after so, the first so year. There's, yeah, so many, there's so many different paths and so many different ways to make it. And, like, there's not one way. So, like, if it's not working, like, just keep, keep pushing, stay focused. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. like, like, anything can happen. What's up, footy fans? Welcome to the 20th episode of Backyard Footy with your host, Hugh Roberts, where each episode I dive into the journeys, backgrounds, and experiences of professional athletes, current athletes, and anyone that's been involved with the game. Backyard Footy is brought to you by Roughneck Scarves, Golden Gold Press, and the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts. That's bgn.fm on the internet. You can also follow them on Twitter at the bgn.fm. I have the young guns on the squad here. Very, very, very talented group. First off, I got Nikki Jackson, 22-year-old striker from Colorado Rapids in the major leagues. We got Mark Hill here, center mid from Celtic, first team. We have Curtis Anderson, goalkeeper, 18-year-old from Manchester City. And we have Zion Jones, 18-year-old as well from Schalke. So without further ado, what's up, fellas? Welcome to my show. So how y'all enjoying Charlotte? I mean, it's been fun. Uh, I've been out here for about a month and a half now. Um, I didn't know much about the city when I first came out here. This is the first time I think I've actually ever been in North Carolina. So I know really what to expect. Uh, I know Colorado, we were uh, partnered with you guys last year, but uh, then we kind of broke off this year. But they still wanted to be sent down here because we have a lot of close ties with the coaches, mm-hmm. and uh, Jim wanted, wanted me out here. So came out here, didn't know much about it, but uh, it's grown on me a lot. The, the teammates are great. The coaching staff's great. Uh, great feel, great uh, fans. So, uh, so far, it's been awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? For me... Saying what Nikki said, you know, been here a month and a half now, came here like a day or two after. Uh, rough transition from coming to Schalke because it's cold, yeah. it's hot here, but you know, <laughs> it's a good transition. Everything's good, people's good, city's great, coaches, teammates are great, so I like it pretty much. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. saying is, as I'm with the move from England, the weather, the yeah. weather is the biggest thing, definitely the biggest thing. Try going to Scotland? Yeah. Two months? I tried to train in the weather. It's tough. It took a few months to get used to, but now getting there, so I'm enjoying it more now. Did y'all know anything about Charlotte? You two, especially like before no. you came here. No, I heard of the city. Yeah. I really heard of the team. Yeah. Jim phoned me and then just told me a bit about the city, but it wasn't too much. Yeah. Like when, once I got here, I just kind of like right, go out and do stuff, but mm. they didn't tell me about the weather and stuff in the, the summer. Hmm. We didn't even hit summer That's yet. That's a big change. Oh, yeah. No, dead ass. I almost had a heat stroke the other day. Yeah, we haven't even Dude, touched summer yet, bro. God be chatting to me. We didn't even start. speak to me, bro. It's hot, hot, bro. What y'all uh, be doing in your spare time? FIFA. <laughs> video games, bro. Video games. Young guns. Can we chill together? Uno, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't, can't Uno, I can FIFA 2K just bought Mortal Kombat, so honestly, just be playing video <laughs> games and then going out still like mall. That's pretty much it, bro. You know, been, been trying to go out south end and uh, uptown quite a bit. Might go out to the the nice game tonight. Yep, yep. Check out the city a little bit more, but uh, seen the city a little bit now, and it's a it's a good city. I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about it, but uh, it's actually like a decent like downtown uptown yeah, area. Young city, city. Mm-hmm. young city, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to do out there. Besides you, Nikki, but what about for you three, like adjusting to the American life? How's that been for you guys? 
Well, I was only there in Germany for a year, but uh, honestly, it's this is home for me. Yeah. So it's it's not really that big of a transition for me. I know it's different for Kurt and, and Mark. So this is your topic. Oh, it's tough because in Scotland there's the like, humidity is so different as well, mm-hmm. and obviously the weather. Um, Living too. Have you ever yeah. like lived in America in this this time? Mm-hmm. No, I've, I've, I've been to, for a period of time. I've been to Florida for two weeks, and I was I was in New York. Yeah. And that's about it. But other than that, no. Yeah, I'm gonna say I've only been here to play a tournament within yeah. the next like three years ago. Yeah. And we played all our games like late at night. We hardly trained, so yeah. Even that, we're living in a hotel, so. Well, besides it's like, like training wise, like off the pitch. How's it like adjusting to oh, American I, life? I thought it was gonna be really similar, but it wasn't. Literally. Yeah. The language is the only thing that's the same. Yeah. Because I was thinking it's just going to be like the same as England. Just yeah. everyone drives you on the side of the road. And that's, the, <laughs> that's the only different thing. But nah, everything's different. Everything's different. Yeah. Culture too, culture. Yeah, culture's yeah. different. Everyone's, everything's bigger and better, I mm. guess. Better you know, you'd say too? Yeah. It's just yeah. good to have somebody you just else just got to get used to it, I guess. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. How's the season going for you guys personally? Been a slow start for me because I've been injured and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, you like play games all the time to let me sit at the side, but just need to get back and get fixed. You know, for the, the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came in. I started really well. My debut, I scored, and then I think like two days, two games later, I pulled my hamstring. So mm-hmm. then I came back too early. Like I was out for like a week and a half, and then mm-hmm. came back trying to rush it, which you don't want to do, which right. I've done before, and uh end up re-injuring it so I was out for another week and a half so I was out for like three weeks and then uh, now I'm back into it I'm feeling good now so and uh, dealing with injuries too I know that was annoying and frustrating man. coming from the major leagues just want to get minutes and oh yeah you know, it's definitely effort, especially because so. that's why I came down here <coughs> mm-hmm. and then come on sit on the sideline when you can't play it's mm-hmm. just not fun but I mean you got to stick with it and just keep working mm-hmm. and stay focused and I'm right. back so back and ready to go mm-hmm. we head to uh, Kansas this weekend so it's be a good game what about for y'all, though, personally? Yeah. Well, obviously, I came hoping to play, and then I started off, like, the first four games. I wasn't yeah. getting in the team, so I had to keep working hard and training. And then when I got in, we won the, we won the first game as a team. We won the game so far <laughs> <laughs> on, my, on my first game, so I guess that kind of helped me. Yeah, confidence. Have a, yeah, get a bit of confidence and maybe let myself have more opportunities to play. And then, obviously, I think I played quite well, so yeah. everything just keeps going. Yeah. Pushing forward now, I guess, to yeah. keep winning games as a team. Mm-hmm. For me, honestly, from going from Schalke, battling a lot of injuries and stuff, it was it was difficult. But you know, came here, you know, feeling good and stuff. I haven't really had any injuries. Been here two months. Nothing really major going on. So I feel good, happy that you know there's not really that many uh, muscle injuries or nothing mm-hmm. like that. So I'm happy. Yeah. Just trying yeah. to play. Oh, y'all been doing real well though. So we're all dealing with the new coach and new management. How you guys been adjusting to this new coach and you know liking them a little bit? Obviously, I've I've had the coach before at Celtic, so I had him for like two or three years playing during the, the mm. Champions League and stuff. Mm. It was it seems to be a lot different over here. Like he seemed okay, okay. Because when I had him, he was like the the assistant, mm-hmm. mm. so he didn't really have much to say. Mm-hmm. Now he's got his own say. Mm-hmm. Still. Hard trying to adjust to the yeah. way he plays. Yeah. Are you new, Jim? Yeah. Oh, nice. 
No, I mean, for me, like, I like, I like being able to see different, I mean, other players are going to have a different opinions about different coaches, but I love, like, seeing different styles of playing, different coaches. So, like, for me, coming from Colorado here and bouncing different clubs and seeing different coaching styles, it puts it in perspective for me going into a new team every time. So, I can put my input because I know so many different right. styles of playing what other coaches are thinking. Right. So, I mean, it's nice. I'm still getting used to his style of play because definitely jumping from Colorado, playing a different formation mm-hmm. and coming here, mm-hmm. switching formations, switching coaches, mm-hmm. personnel. But uh, overall, it's been good. It hasn't been too bad of a transition. He made it pretty easy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so far it's been good. You know, after the game when you go back there? It all just adds three managers in the window. Different weapons to your arsenal, really. Like, yeah. you learn from all these different coaches. Like, exactly. Like, you might not agree with them completely, 100%, yeah. but you're still going to pick bits and pieces from yeah, certain yeah. coaches and, then, and all and then, that. And when your coach wants you to adjust, you mm-hmm. adjust, bro. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. It's got to keep on going with it. It's been easy for you, though, this transition here? Um, Yeah, just getting taught. Honestly, the hardest thing for me was just getting back used to the heat, to be honest. Uh, like I said, like, America's home, so mm-hmm. I got all my people speaking English, you know, I have Feels nice to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Mm. Happy to be back. What you you didn't know Jim before, did you? No, I didn't know Jim. There was a guy at City who knew him, and that's how obviously I got Ah, in touch with him. Yeah, okay. My my agent knew him. Mm. Yeah, but the the transition with him is crazy because at City everything is playing out from the back, Mm -hmm. and like every game smashing long balls. Whereas at City Mm -hmm. I maybe hit one long ball Mm -hmm. in three games. Whereas here you're kicking like ten plus. Every Mm -hmm. goal kick's going long, basically. Whereas at home, that never, never, never happened. You get shouted at if you Pep's a different kind of guy. Yeah, that's it's pretty annoying, <coughs> really, playing the amount of long balls you've yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to touch the yeah, ball or wants yeah. to create something. We don't want to be yeah. fighting for it in the air. Like we don't want Enzo fighting mm-hmm. or Jorge fighting in the air for the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. Yeah. I feel like that's just what's been going on right now in the season. Like We're all on different pages. Like We, all, we have so exactly. much quality on this team. and. You know, we all know we can play and should be playing, but then Jim's telling us to be direct a little more. So we're all just like dealing with that mental toughness everyone, right now. Everyone has their own opinion. Own, your own opinion, different everyone coaches. Has what like they want to do, and on the pitch, it's, it's easy for for the coach to say it. It's just how you deliver it. Everyone yeah. wants to do their own thing, or someone doesn't just like agree with what the coach is saying. So we just need to come together and just figure out one way that we all can go by. That's just how we yeah. At the end of the day, though, the one way we have to go by is the coach's way. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you don't want it, he, like, you would love to just be like, like tactically, be listening to the coach, but you, you just want to go out and play freely, yeah. express yourself, because yeah. you, you're fighting for a place in the team. Like, you yeah. want to stay in the team. Yeah. And if you make mistakes or whatever, like, who cares? Just get on with it. Yeah. There's always another another chance to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. What do y'all think of the USL though? As a league, it's a lot slower for me. Like back home, there's everybody presses the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a lot like a lot It'd tougher nice. back home. Be nice if there was a relegation and promotion. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's the be, biggest thing that we're missing. If USL had relegation promotion, then US soccer as a whole would change yeah. Yeah. drastically. The level, so yeah, would the level drastically. Would go through because people just know they're not playing for anything. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They just know that a lot of people just settle for what they what they have now, like their last. That's, place. Col- that's Colorado. They're gonna, they're yeah. gonna be right there. Now. They're gonna be there next season. So yeah. they're just yeah. content with what they're chilling. Going on. Coaches as well too. Exactly. I mean, yeah. there's some turnover year in and year out, but not in the middle of the season like in overseas. Like you mm-hmm. lose two three games, you're getting fired quick. 
you know, yeah. your job's on the line. Yeah. Like, all right, bet. Next coach is in. Like, I feel like even them, per se, they need even to be on the fire as well. Head coach Michelle literally came from a Champions League season, second place, to get fired the next season. That's so, crazy. So this as soon as you have a run of bad games as a coach it's, it's in so Europe, they'll literally you. they'll they'll telling you and they're looking for a manager yeah. at the same time. Exactly. If you don't improve, you're out. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like we went like zero and eight this year, and our coach was like at a meeting. He was like, "Guys, we don't have to worry about like getting relegated. So like just focus." What happens? Coach said that. Yeah, he's That's like, crazy. "We're not getting relegated, so that's out of the picture. So there's no pressure on us." <laughs> All we need to do is just focus oh, on winning the first yeah. game. Yeah. How crazy! Yo. He's like, "There's no pressure. We just need to focus what on mentality. getting our first win." He's like, "Yeah, there's no, there's no relegation, so that's out of the picture." I think that's how, like, how crazy is that? I think that's how, like, if if soccer in America had promotion and relegation, I think it would be a lot bigger. And it's impossible. It's gonna happen, bro. It's, no, because most of these USL teams don't yeah. have the funds. But that's what's gonna happen. Like the, the USL teams are all gonna get their own soccer specific stadiums. And that's the thing. Like when you guys go down and play your like, FA Cup and stuff. Yeah, I know. I know what I'm saying. But like when you guys go down and play second and third division teams, you know, at the end of the day, the field is gonna be proper measurements and it's gonna yeah, be yeah. a good quality pitch, no matter what the size of the stadium is. Yeah. So but here, like baseball stadiums, disgusting ass. Like it can't. It can't yet. But it's gonna once every single. USL team gets their own individual stadium that's top yeah, tier. Like, then, yeah, not bro. Wait till we go to Louisville yeah. in two weeks. Y'all gonna talk about it. That is the worst field in the league, Louisville? and they won the league two years in a row. And they're nice, but like, you can't tell me it's not home field advantage. You'll see. Like, you, you can't even run on that stuff. Like, even even if you go to like, if you play like the what the Scottish Cup, and obviously they have the, the FA Cup. If you go to like a lower league team, the pitch is still rubbish, but. It's still a proper like, football pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that, that's what they play for. They they want these type of games. They'll make it hard for you. Just make it so small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was at Schalke, bro, uh, with the United teams, we literally had a pitch for Dortmund that we played on every time we played Dortmund because the field was just horrible. You step where your foot's going in the ground. It's just mud. It's just bare mud, so bro. I've ever seen, seen one of the videos where you score on Instagram. That's, that's the, that's the bro, pitch I'm talking about. that pitch about. is so that, bad. You look, at, you look at me, bro. My, it's just bro, bare mud, bro. It's everywhere. So bad. Everywhere, bro. <laughs> one fall, you get up, bro. Your jersey's a different color. <laughs> I promise you. And in Germany, it rains like every yeah. other day. Every no, other I day. I think like if a there was promotion and relegation like teams have something to fight for yeah right like, players have something to fight for too yeah. like it will make it like so a, U- a USL team wins they go up <sighs> they get they get more money more mo- exactly yeah. so people are going to die gonna, for that maybe that might open up a, an academy for a USL yeah, team yeah 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 it that too right right yeah. but that in a sense as well like I heard when Pulisic went so Mark Pulisic's father Christian's father Mark was a assistant coach for Pittsburgh last year Oh, really? So he's with us all year. And like, I'll send him fights him and everything. He told us, like, when he went off to Dortmund and stuff, I guess because of the MLS rights or whatever, the U.S. system, typically when a player gets called up or gets sent off, like, they give money back to the former club, right? Like, that's what happened overseas. But, like, in America, they block that and they don't want – no money can come through. So, like, Dortmund was supposed to send us at least, like, 300, 500K to the Harrisburg Academy. And that could, like, potentially help some – not some, like, at least 20 or 50-plus kids, the next generation yeah. of kids – Talent wise, free, ed- yeah. free, whatever to play some, soccer. Some people, like some people don't have the money. Exactly, to exactly, pay exactly. Four thousand, four thousand a year. System. And but that's the thing too. That five hundred could have went to the boots, 
Everything. Training kit, whatever. Kids in in poverty, like. Anything, man. man. Uh, But, Nikki, we'll start with you, though. Tell us about your story a little bit. How'd you get started? So, uh, yeah, I had an older older brother. Kind of just followed his. I really didn't have anyone in my family that played soccer. Dad ran track. My mom was a dancer, cheerleader in college. And, uh, yeah, my my, uh, older brother, he played soccer. He uh, four years older than me, so I just kind of follow his footsteps. Mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> I think my first game in rec league, I think I scored eleven goals or something like that. So then they were just like, they were just my dad was like, all right, let me keep this guy. Wonder what's changed. And then uh, you know, so I was born in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to Tennessee when I was two years old. Grew up there for a little bit, about 10 years. When I turned around 12, I moved to Brazil for for a little bit. Oh, playing soccer out there uh, for Cruzeiro, mm. uh, Rio de Janeiro. And then I came back, I think I was in seventh grade, eighth grade. Then I moved out to Arizona. My dad got a promotion. And so I was in Arizona, went to eighth grade there, high school there. And between, I was homeschooled quite a bit. Mm. Uh, I think I did. Is it high school? Yeah, I think I did probably two oh, semesters. Wow. Full, wow. two full semesters throughout all of high school. I did all of my my senior year. I was at uh, Real Salt Lake Academy. Mm. Freshman year, freshman freshman year, the beginning first semester, I was in school. Then I went back to Brazil. This is in college now. No, this is all in high, high school. school. Okay, freshman then, year, high school. Okay. Yeah, sophomore year, I went. Uh, I did online, and then junior year, I did a semester, and I went back to Brazil again. I've gone mm. three different times yeah. to train. Yeah, just okay, training okay. stuff, and then uh, finished my finished my high school career at Royal Salt Lake Academy, and then uh, I had a few offers, but my grades weren't that good, and uh, I wanted to stay closer to home as well, where my family and friends were. So I went to GCU out in the Phoenix, Arizona. What does that stand for? Grand Canyon University, and uh, it's it's crazy how much is built now. Like when I first got in, my freshman, I think there were seven thousand kids on the campus, and I was like twenty eight. It's crazy, and like they just built like a ten million dollar stadium, and almost mm. like seven thousand people. Mm. So I did all four years there. A little different. It was weird because like a bunch of my real Salt Lake friends, they uh, they went straight from high school, did one year in college. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like mm-hmm. sitting here like, when is my? When <laughs> yeah. So but, what's what's going through your head after one year, one year, two year? Mm-hmm. See, like that never really bothered me though. Like, I never really thought about it. Like, I was always just like, I know, like, I'm good enough to play. I'm just going to... How did you honestly, cope with the change to college? College? Uh-huh. Like, honestly, like, coming from Real Salt Lake, like, where we played, like, they actually, like, in academy, we played mm-hmm. soccer. Mm-hmm. College is just, like, manhandling. Yeah. Bro. It's really just all about being... It's, so just, it's just whoever is the most athletic. Yeah, bro, that's... I'm telling you, it's not soccer, man. It's Unless not, you go to a top, top tier to school, UVA, Wake, one of the big ACC schools that you're playing, like Duke thing, when they came here. But The thing about college soccer, what I like to tell a lot of youth players, is, is like definitely if you're trying to go pro, it's like that is not the place you yeah. want to go to develop. I say the same thing. It's not a place. College soccer is not a development program. Mm-hmm. It's performance-based only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You got to show up. And that's the one thing. That's what got me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, I killed it in my school. I uh, I broke the record. I had the most goals scored in my conference in history. I had uh, 47 goals in, I think, 60 games oh, throughout wow. my four years. And then... But it's still... It's crazy that, like, I didn't even make the... I didn't even make the combine. 
Because I went to such a small school. And uh, it just shows, like, you, you got to go to a big school and stuff. Yeah. Well, you really don't because I st- still didn't work. I didn't, go to a com- I didn't make it to the MLS Combine, mm-hmm. but I was still eligible for the draft. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how I found out I got drafted. I was, like, I was like, I got drafted the fourth round. Like, I think it was the 73rd pick overall. And I was just chilling, taking a nap. And then I got a text. My mother's like, congrats, like, proud of you. I was like, what's going on? But I didn't even know the draft was going on. <laughs> and so, then, like, you see the draft so you could get, get drafted, like, third pick but you still might not be good enough to make it to the team that drafted yeah. you yeah it's cut for the most See, part it's cut yeah it's basically a free trial to that specific MLS so, what you so basically like, it was pre-season? me yeah I was yeah. the last draft pick so there was six of us mm-hmm. there was two first rounds two second one fourth and then me no one third and one, one fourth was me and uh they cut all of them they only signed me so like we went into preseason like I wasn't where I was like all I need is a trial on the preseason, then like after like two weeks, they called my agent saying like, "Yeah, we're gonna want to sign them," and I was all excited. But I kept working. We started like right. a few more weeks, and I finally signed. And then uh, I had a pretty good rookie year. I was up for rookie of the year. I was on the ballot at least. I mean, I didn't win it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not that. That's not that. That's not that. You on the ballot though. You on the ballot. You on the ballot though. Your name's out there. He said, "Yeah, I was on the ballot." Hey. <laughs> Keegan started every game. Uh, no, I, I told him I'll come off the bench. <laughs> no, but uh, I had a good rookie year, and then they just re-signed me. So uh, I'm back now, and then uh, so I'm alone with these guys. We're, uh, I think, uh, I'm not really sure I can get recalled whenever, I, whenever, but for the most part, I'm here right now. I'm loving Charlotte, loving the team, and uh, it's been good, so... I mean, it's been quite a journey, but just, like, for me, like, I like to say, like, definitely for, like, players coming up, like, there's not one way to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many different ways. And that's, like, that's one thing growing up. Like, I saw players come straight out of high school, Mm -hmm. leaving after the first year. There's so many many different paths and so many different ways to make it. And, like, there's not one way. So, like, if it's not working, like, just keep Keep pushing, stay focused. Because, like, like, anything can happen, (laughs) you know? Like, I didn't even make the combine, and Mm -hmm. I still got drafted. One there's 80 picks. I was the 73rd pick. Mm-hmm. Like, there's seven picks away from my There's probably people who had done well in the, the combine who are not even playing yeah. soccer anymore. I was, like, the only... I was three of the draft picks that scored a goal. And I think I was third or fourth overall for minutes played out of the whole out of my whole draft class. Yeah. And I was 73rd overall. It just speaks to your mentality. Uh, At the end of the day, it comes down to mentality. Yeah. Like, that's why I feel like sometimes it, yeah. the mental game is even more important than the athletic game and stuff because 100%. day in and day out we're going to face stuff and even if you're having bad practice that can weigh on you for weeks and games and all that stuff. Yeah. But like if you're saying that's a perfect example like you have that mentality like there's going to be even if the way it seems impossible there's always going to be some mm-hmm. kind of way as long as you put your mind to it and like can and I think, that. And I think that's kind of like my mentality with how I play mm-hmm. just because like how I came up and like how like nothing was ever it's almost like a chip on my shoulder. And, like, I have so much mental confidence in myself that, like, nothing really can break me on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Ever, you know. How's uh, the MLS, like, what's the level? What's the treatment? Uh, it's pretty good. Like, for the most part, like, I was, I, I was expecting it to be a lot quicker and, like, no, I wouldn't say that, but a lot more physical. Mm-hmm. But, like, other than from college to here, it's just they play a lot quicker. 
It, the the training's very demanding. Mm-hmm. Like, still, you still spend a lot of time on the ball. Though. You do, yeah. you do. Yeah, like, 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 yeah. like, that's one thing I was like so when I was in the game. Yeah. Like, not a lot, but like you definitely have, like have time. Right. Like if you find the yeah. gaps in space, like, like, you, you, you yeah. can you can play. In it, but it's just more it's smart. It's more tactical. Like yeah. dudes aren't just pressing you. See, from a center back thing, I watch the game too. I'm looking at them yeah. like. My dudes have all the time uh, cooling, but yeah. it's just from the strikers, man. But you're just not running around mm-hmm. stupidly, like it's just smart and strategic. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, a lot of these players that are in the MLS, just like they're probably, some of the players probably aren't good enough to be there. Yeah. They're just like they just went to a good school, mm-hmm. you know. They're just in the right place, right time. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. Ah, oh, appreciate you though, Nikki. All right, Mark, I'm gonna come up to you next. Tell us about your story a little bit. Well, first played. I've never played like. Sunday League. I've only ever played with like a professional team. So back home it's like pro youth. Uh played with a team called Hamilton Aikies that are in like the top division. And I was meant to sign for Manu mm. but I decided to go to Celtic. Well let me I gotta backtrack on that because I was gonna bring that up anyways. You went to dinner with Sir Alex Ferguson, right? Yeah, How was that like what? Sir Alex? For you, those who don't know it's uh one of the greatest coaches of all time for Manchester United, but one of the greatest in the world. In the world, <clears throat> the greatest. But yeah, so you went to dinner with him. How was that though? Yeah, like, where'd y'all go out to eat? Was it five star steaks? Like, oh, you remember that night? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was oh, scary. Oh. It was How scary. Like, I was thirteen, so like, my mom and dad went with me. So, but like, it was scary. Like. The things he was saying, like things you could get if you put your mind to what you want to do. Mm. Like he was, he was painting me around, around the, like the houses that some of the players lived in. Mm. And like, Sir like, Alex Ferguson. <laughs> he took you around some of the houses. Yeah, players like in. took me around some of the houses and like it's it's mad what you yeah. can get. Yeah. Once you work hard and yeah. put your mind to stuff. So, but then uh, signed signed with Celtic. Then at thirteen too. Yeah. Okay. So then, but then was in the academy for like four years, three years, then signed pro when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. So left left school. Mm-hmm. Uh, still at home, but then we're in full time, age sixteen, playing with the older, the older team at under twenties. Then just been playing, like, playing under twenties since, or up with the first team or whatever, but then. Up and training, and that way, like the first team players, it's so demanding. Like, there's so much f- more physical, faster. Uh, if you make a bad pass, they don't care as long as you go and try and win the ball back. Yeah, that's and, uh, yeah. but then it all changed when it got you know, it all changed, like, got even quicker and more demanding when Brendan Rogers came in. Mm-hmm. So, like. And you noticed the quickness and yeah. how everything changed. So, like, because I was already up with them, uh, like, I was used to, like, the, the quickness and that, but young players that come up that sometimes after, like, the team had played, if they played, if they trained, like, two days later, mm-hmm. the players who started wouldn't play, they all wouldn't train. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like, the, the backup players, and, like, some of the young kids come up, and it was, they couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. So, they, some of them, like, out of breath within the first 15 minutes, then obviously the first season went unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Won won the treble, won all three cups. And then 
What was that for you? How was that experience? Uh, it was good because like Hamilton, uh, he's like had never won a cup, mm. so obviously coming up through the academy, like, you don't really play for anything. It's just just games, mm. and then once you actually get pro, you you win your first cup. Like you're on the pitch and stuff, you're like it's like it's surreal. Yeah, yeah. You remember watching like say like Scott Brown lifting the cup. Mm-hmm. And stuff you're mm-hmm. hoping to be there one day and mm-hmm. once it's once it comes true it's it's good and obviously Brendan Rogers has left now and then the new managers came in but people are still saying it's like still the same demand because of Brendan yeah still playing the same way which is good for me because I know the way they play mm-hmm. so hopefully when I go back I can just go straight back in mm-hmm. and just start training again so what's the system like set up in Europe though? Like, so you know from when you're 11, 12, like you're gonna go pro. They right? all, the, you all know before you're a teenager. Well, when I signed for Celtic, I'd already signed my pro deal. Mm. So I'd signed probably academy and I'd signed my pro deal at the same time. Mm. So I, I knew what money I was getting, how long I was signing for, what, mm-hmm. what team I would be playing with. Mm. That's, it's very rarely what somebody knows at that age. So gotcha. that was good. Gotcha. What's, why'd you make that leap over here though? Because Jim knows like, everybody at Celtic and like they say it's a, bit, a good move to come out here and get to experience Who said that, stuff. Jim or they? So at the time it was Brendan Rogers that said it. Mm. It'd be a like, good experience to go out and experience new things. So. Mm. Yeah, so mm. that's been, yeah. been good so far but just need to get back fit and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully once I'm back yeah. fit and playing. Yeah. A lot better. And you said the goal. I mean, the game's kind of slower here. In the yeah, sense, right? like back home, a lot of teams press. They just run, run, yeah, yeah. and once they've won the ball back, they keep the ball. Mm-hmm. I think over mm-hmm. here, a lot of teams play over the top, mm-hmm. and direct. You know, the teams are obviously slightly worse over here mm-hmm. than like say like the the lower division in Scotland or England. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a lot different. Were you on the national team as well? Yeah, I've played from under 15s all the way up to 21s. So. Did you go to any major tournaments? Yeah, the under 17s championships. That was in Bulgaria. Mm. That was playing against like France, uh, Greece, and Russia. 21s or 17s? That was 17s. Yeah, but we played like the qualifying rounds of the twenty ones. Mm. We just missed out on it, but like, mm-hmm. uh, we beat we beat uh, the Netherlands two zero at home. Mm. And then mm. just obviously, there's some of the teams that are not just a joke though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of the players like uh, Frankie De Jong from Ajax mm-hmm. was playing that game. Mm. So look what he is now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just. It's good how it just shows you how if you play well, yep. things can change within yep. a matter of a few months. Yeah. What about you, Curtis? Tell us your story a little bit. Uh, well, I started playing when I was about seven. My dad was the coach of the local team. So it was just me and all my mates from my primary school, which I guess is elementary school over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I played that for like a year. And then when I was eight, I signed for Blackpool. I 
was traveling the Blackburn like three or four times a week from where I lived, which is about an hour, an hour and 10, 15 minutes yeah. away. Then I was there for three years and at 11, City bought me from Blackpool. And yeah, when I was 11. How did you even get recruited though? Like, Basically the scout that has got me to, to Blackpool, he got a job at City. Uh, and also the part-time goalkeeper, because obviously at Blackpool, at like under 11s and stuff, it's just part-time coaches. So the guy who was my goalkeeper coach at Blackpool was actually a goalkeeper coach at City, which I didn't know at the time. But he was just doing part-time at Blackpool because he was only like 19, 20. Mm. So then when he went full-time at City, he said that City needed to sign me, but obviously because I was contracted at Blackpool, I don't know if it's the same now about like the fair play rules and all this stuff, but then they bought me. So I signed a deal there, like the whole school, the whole school year thing so that was like a five year contract until I was 16 I think something like that I don't mm-hmm. remember I was young then mm-hmm. um, so then I signed until I was 16 then when you're 16 you leave school you either get told whether you're getting kept on on a scholarship and a pro if you're good enough or just a scholarship or you get released and you go try to find yourself somewhere else wow. so I got offered the scholar and pro mm. for two years <coughs> I did a first year as a scholar, 17, 16, 17, and then second year, 17 to 18 as a pro. And if you just get the scholar, though, do you still get an opportunity to make it out as yeah, a pro? Yeah, A okay. scholarship is just the basically, they're both the same contract, basically, just the pro paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a scholarship's like a, it's like an apprentice type of, okay. that's just another okay. word for it. So, at the, you only get two years scholar, so at the end of that, say you did get offered a scholar, you'd have two years to prove yourself to, gotcha. be, to get a pro. Gotcha. Whereas, you're still in the team with the lads on pros, yeah. you're just not getting paid as much, that's mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. So, that was uh, 18, and then I always wanted to play first team, I had a, mm-hmm. like, that was always my goal, especially as a goalkeeper, I think the younger you get first team minutes, the, that puts you ahead of other guys that only Actually, get. That seems to be the hardest position to get. Yeah, what? trying to get first goalkeeper. Team. goalkeeper yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody needs a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Big, have, big teams just buy goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah you're set. Yeah. Secure. Very rarely you see like a young goalkeeper come up through the full academy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then especially now with the money that's in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why. I, that's why I've ended up over here. Just because that's what I was gonna ask you too. Like, how yeah, do you? Because the especially with English football, managers don't trust you unless you've got like a hundred games. So. Especially being young, the only options I really could have had was going into like non-league football at home, which is like it's not great at mm-hmm. all. But like I said, no one's gonna trust you otherwise. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ended up here just to get a load of games and then hopefully go back to Europe, England with fifty, hundred games. Yeah. How did you even get in contact? You know, to come over here though. What, well, like and why did you come over here and take that leap? The, there's a guy at City who sorts out the loans because at City they have like their own apartment department that does the loans and basically the head of that is from Ireland and knows Jim. Oh, okay. So basically they decided to send, I was going to come over on loan but that kind of fell through and I wanted to leave City and City thought it'd be the best thing for me to do as well because that's the thing with City, if they don't believe that your path is right there, they do let you go yeah. and obviously as a goalkeeper. Yeah. It's gonna be tough to get in that yeah, first team. Yeah. So yeah. they let me go when my contract ran out. So that's how I ended up here. Gotcha. What was it like though under Pep, his style, his passion, like just learning. It's different it was a lot different to what I thought it was gonna be, especially when training seeing him in training and stuff, because 
in the interviews and stuff you kind of see him as quite a laid back guy mm-hmm. he was very technical and stuff but he's uh, he's different in person he's very um, like demanding and very yeah he's very different I guess he's just more strict mm. and demanding and doesn't like he doesn't mind mistakes but if you're not trying he doesn't, doesn't do it but everything's just his level is so high if the level's not where he wants it to be he'll stop the whole session and mm. tell you that so mm. that's the that's the biggest change I guess what about players wise who are some of the toughest players you had to go against in training I remember we were talking the other day you were talking about Sane's free kicks and how you know yeah, taking so I used free to stay after training with Sane every day doing free kicks and that was tough yeah. <laughs> just because yeah. maybe you'll watch it on TV and you go yo that's not actually in the corner but when you actually stood and go trying to save it the ball's coming that fast and moving all over the place it's a lot difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot like more difficult this one against Schalke in the Champions yeah, League like, yeah that's yeah. the perfect yeah. example yeah. basically yeah, and they're at the you're at the game. <laughs> I'm there at the game, and I'm just looking. I was just like, bro, Sonic just hit one two weeks ago, just like this. Yeah. It's money. Yeah. And boom. <laughs> every, but that, that's like every one in training. Yeah. He either yeah. misses it, like properly misses the whole back fence, or he's yeah. going in the goal. There's no in between. <laughs> so that's mm. when you see in all the players like miss big. It's because they're hitting it hard, and mm. that's oh, okay. they either miss big or they score. There's gotcha. no real in between. Gotcha. And you won the World Cup with the U17s last summer, right? Yeah. How was that experience for you? <laughs> that was, it was crazy because we had the Euros, which what Mike was saying about, we had the Euros six months earlier than that and we got to the final and got beat by Spain and I didn't play a game the whole tournament and I was going in that tournament, I was thinking I was number one, I was thinking I'm playing every game and yeah. I'm going to win. And then I got there and like, two or three days before the first game it all got handed out our squad numbers and I got 13 and I was like oh okay <laughs> and then the first game came and I didn't start that and then we got through the group like we qualified to the next round with that with a game in hand in the group so mm-hmm. we had like a free game type of thing mm-hmm. and then I didn't play that either the, the manager kept the same team and I was like oh so I'm not getting a game at all yet because I was like I could still if I do really well I might yeah. get in for the round of 16 and all that yeah. Anyway, I didn't end up playing the game. We got beat by Spain in the final. So, but because we got to the final, I think you had to win the. Yeah, I think you had to get to the semis. If you got to the semis, you qualified for the World Cup automatically. Yeah. So obviously, because we got to the final, we qualified anyway. Yeah. So then, for the six months, I was just doing my best because I was like, I'm not getting to the World Cup and not playing again. And because we got beat, I was like, there's a chance the manager might change yeah. it. So, I did that, and then we got to the World Cup, and I. Same thing again. Two days before the first game, we all got our numbers, and I got number one. Uh, so I was like, dope, didn't want to get too excited, but yeah. I was like, I could be. Yeah, didn't didn't want to have that mentality, but obviously in the back of your head, you think, okay, let's go. So then we trained. The uh, training with there was amazing because I think it, it gives you a bit of a boost to when you know the team. Yeah, everyone knew the numbers. We didn't know the team, we just knew our numbers. Mm. If you're going by the numbers, you know. You know. Yeah, well, this is the thing, like, I thought that, like, but, like, our centre-back, who ends up being basically captain for the tournament, he was, like, number 15. And I remember he got his number, he was fuming. Mm. And he was, like, he wasn't happy, but then he was also, like, it's just a number. Mm. <laughs> so. And he yeah. ended up being the captain and starting. Yeah, when, like, because we had, okay. like, the team captain, okay. but then kind of things changed where he didn't end up playing every game, so then he got given captaincy so 
it was kind of just a number type of thing. That's so. like Scotland, you know, you yeah. know, one to eleven is always a starting team. Mm. Yeah. But it's still That's only your name, still only your name in the back, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's still like one to eleven, and then yeah. obviously something. with us being kids and stuff, when we saw your name on your back, you didn't really care what number it was. Yeah. You just got your name on your back because yeah. obviously it's like, you'll make your mark with that number. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then the same thing again with the two games leading to the first game. The lads mm-hmm. who didn't have a starting number type mm-hmm. thing that made them work hard just to mm-hmm. get in the team. And that tournament, there was a lot of different changes that you oh, wouldn't have true. expected, and you just they ended up winning the tournament. So I think the. And you s- you st- uh, yeah, started the whole game. Yeah, 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 they won the whole thing last night. Yeah, we beat Spain in the final. <laughs> Spain again, yeah. too? That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, Brazil semi finals. Who was on uh, Spain and Brazil? That we oh, I'm not sure. Any first team players now? Yeah, there are, there are but I've Gomez. Gomez? Yeah, Sergio Gomez. Uh, He's Dortmund. at Dortmund. Uh. A lot of players f- playing for Barca B. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferran Torres, I think he's at Valencia, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, and you started every game in the World Cup? I started every game except the group game that we'd already qualified with. Okay, okay, you're chilling. So, yeah, I think Brazil got more first team players. Like, basically, their whole team was playing now. In, yeah. in Brazil. Yeah. So, yeah. that team was but ridiculous. I think, like, other, other countries seem to give the opportunities. Like, like US, well, USA, Scotland, and England, young players don't get much opportunities. No. Yeah, they would rather buy. USA would rather buy old players in. Yeah, they'd they'd rather bring, bring a name, the name here to the league. Yeah. Instead of bringing talent. Our team was probably the only team that actually have got players in. Like our England team that won that was probably one of the best England teams in the world league. Because we are like, because like Sancho is now playing first team. Yeah. So he's in the team. Yeah. Phil Foley, he's playing sort of for City in the night. Ian Brewster was on the bench for the Champions League final the other day. He was our striker, got goal. Yeah, top goal scorer. Yeah, Golden Boot. Morgan Gibbs White was our like ten. He's playing for Wolves basically every week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Sessignan brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Heard about them. Yeah. 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 yeah, bro. I've right. only trained with a, a world, uh, not a Champions League team, Champions League winner. Get That's high quality. You saw on the roster for twenty threes. How's it work? 17s, so he 20s. Goes, he goes 16s, 17s, 18s, 19s, 20s, oh, 21s. Okay. Okay. So now, every age group still. I, so that was the I thought it was scary. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And 23s, yeah. no? And, and 23s is Gold Cup. Gold Cup. Yeah, so. It's but they, they, they cut, cut like 21s and they have zeros or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like 21s and Yeah, you have a World Cup at under 17s and under 20s. And I think they have a Euros at under 19, 17s, 19s, 21s, and mm-hmm. link. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Z, how about you though? Last but not least, how's your story? Me, started ball early, early. Uh, got everything from my dad. Saw my dad playing growing up. He's Jamaican, right? Yeah, uh, he, well, I saw him playing in the US. I wasn't born uh, when he was in Jamaica. He left Jamaica at 17. Mm-hmm. Went to Canada. Uh, he played semi-pro when he left Canada. Went to Dallas, where I was born. Ended up uh, playing like a year, maybe. Then we moved to Atlanta. It was uh, me and my older brother. Uh, we all played soccer. It's five of us now in total. Uh, we all played soccer growing up. You know, of course, I had my dad, my older brother, then me, then uh, the younger. So. 
soccer, soccer family, everything soccer based, competitive. And then, so, you know, started out with my first competitive team. I was maybe seven, uh, playing up like two, three years. Uh, then after that, left, went to Alpharetta, which was a more uh, known place, you know, more money uh, for, you know, mm-hmm. gave it like for the clubs and the kids mm-hmm. and everything. So more money was involved, more traveling to mm-hmm. competitiveness. Uh, I was around like 12 until before I turned 15, then went into the DA system with uh, George United. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's there. before Atlanta, right? Yeah, before okay. Atlanta became a club. Uh, started at George United, then end up leaving for national team residency for U17 to prepare for the World Cup. What are you, 16? I was 16. Uh, just turned 16 when I went into residency. You got caught up through the Georgia club? Yeah, through Georgia United. So like this this whole year uh, from U14 with Georgia United until uh, up until 16, 16, I was uh, first U14, balled out, you know, did really well. Then uh, U15 came. Same thing, U16 came. The national team started getting more involved. Uh, literally, like, three days before the final group of uh, of residency came, I literally got a call just like, we wanted to come here. It was literally my first time ever with the group of Bro, that's crazy, because I thought you played, Josh. Yeah, I we ended up playing. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought you were a regular at the time, though. I didn't know that yeah, you were first call-up. first time, that's first call-up ever was residency. So, like, I was new to the group, so... Uh, that ended up happening. First first whole year of residency, didn't make one trip. Uh, I was just honestly off. I was just like, I'm going back home to my family, chilling mm-hmm. from the player line United. Boom, hopefully get some, you know, uh, first team minutes, like play with the first team practice mm-hmm. a little bit. And then uh, literally like a week later, got called in for a trip to Mexico, which was my first international trip. And also, where I scored my first international goal versus uh, Qatar, mm. um, ended up having a great, uh, you know, run of games that season. And then uh, left, made every single trip. Other than that, after that, went into um, qualifiers in Panama. Had a good run, scored two goals in um, both the games I played. It's pretty good, uh, but you know, being with national team, you see. You know, favoritism and a lot of things are just the way you're treated and mm-hmm. other people treat is just a lot different, like mm-hmm. with everything, with who you are, the club you are, you're at, mm-hmm. everything makes a difference and that's just how it was with me. You know, I, was, I wasn't I was really one of the biggest names, you know, mm-hmm. with my age group, you still have like, you know, Andrew Carlson, mm-hmm. and Chris Dawson, many, many talents, so I wasn't really getting the, the notoriety that mm-hmm. I wanted to end up meeting, uh, Corey Gibbs, agent for Wasserman, he was just like, bro, just trust me, trust the process, because I'm going to get you something, and then, uh, literally after residency was finished, everyone went home, uh, I was like, bro, I need something, I need to go, I need something, ended up getting me three trials with, in Germany, with Hanover, Schalke, and, uh, Hertha Berlin, uh, Schalke was my first, Hertha was my second, Hanover was third, went to all of them, uh, did pretty well, Schalke, did really, really amazing at uh, Hertha Berlin. Then a uh, week later, before I even left Germany, I was just in Germany for a month. Le- uh, before I left, Schalke College was just like, yeah, we want to sign you. Mm. 
And so nobody else called like that though. Uh, Hertha wanted to sign me. They were just like, yeah, we think you're a really good player, but you're only here for a week. We want to sign you a academy deal, and then like you know, see what the future holds. And but you know, we we played pretty smart with me and my agent with like you know decisions. Then we were telling Schalke like you know we got something here and here, and course, you know use our brains of course. And then like literally a day later, Schalke boom offered me pro- uh, for my first professional contract. Uh, signed there was three years signed. I was supposed to be there three years. Uh, then first season soccer was honestly great. You know, a different style had to get used. So I was gonna to. ask you too. What was that like? It was. Uh, it was honestly like even with the youth, it was way way more running harder. And then we had uh, Nova Elga. I don't know if you guys know, but like he's known as like one of the best youth coaches in the world. So it was just like a lot of lot of hype around the situation and. Everything and just like filling the shoes of other players out there. Um, off the pitch though was just a wreck. It was a train wreck. It was yeah. just honestly the hardest thing. Learning the language. And you're young too. Being young, being a minority, mm-hmm. all this stuff is mm-hmm. a factor. So mm-hmm. uh, it was it was pretty tough on me. Uh, but stuck it out for a whole year. And then I just decided that it was just best for me for my health and just. To come sanity, back. just to just come gotcha. back, you know, regroup, gotcha. gain more mental toughness, you know, develop as a man, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Before I decided I want to take that step, I was there by myself, you mm-hmm. know. Didn't Did you go back to what, the, what like I, Europe? Yeah, of course. I, I, I Surely was, that's what everybody wants to go. I feel for me, like I didn't take the college route. When I saw that I had the opportunity to go, I left because honestly, if you want to be the best, yes, sir. you can't stay in the US. Yes, sir. So that's that's exactly what my mentality was like. I want to be the best. I want to be the fucking best. Yeah. So I'm not gonna take this. It was it was way. It was I didn't know what to expect going into it. So of course you know it hit me harder than than yeah. I expected and yeah. like what I thought it would be. But don't regret anything. It's the best experience. Love Schalke. Uh, love the coaches, people, fans were most amazing people ever. It's just at least you feel brilliant. You get like something else in Germany. Yeah. Like just. Know, like, yeah, like. and like you said, it's the experience that made you a man, exactly. groomed you. Like you know, I mean, it's tough. I ain't being six. Were you sixteen when you first went? 17. seventeen. Like living, you living on your own. Yeah, first I, since I'm seventeen, I can't take money, yeah. so I'm there for like as as long as my visa says I can be there. I'm there for plus ninety days. Like they had to send me back home. Just like yo, like you're here for too long. You need to go home. Yeah. But just imagine, like, I'm there for, like, plus 90 days. I have no money. Like, I'm talking to my dad, like, on the phone, like, maybe once or twice time difference, six hours ahead. Mm. All my friends are home, just chilling. Like, when they're, when it's time for them, just, like, relax, get on Fortnite, this and that. Like, it's bedtime for me. It's past bedtime. So, it was hard, 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 hard. Nobody to talk to when you're frustrated, too, bro. Like, for me, my rookie year was in Richmond. And I was, it wasn't similar at all, but like all my dudes, we had like eight of us in the house back in college, like an hour and a half down from Richmond. But all my dudes are out there partying every single day. We're done with college, we're seniors, everyone's partying, bro. Now I'm a pro, which of course I'm doing my dream, but I lived, also lived by myself as well my rookie year. So I go home and like, I really didn't know the game of soccer at all like that. And now I'm a pro and like I didn't know about one touch, two touch, playing faster. Like you said, college didn't teach you nothing, it was just straight athleticism. That mentality got me here, but I didn't know the game. So I went home for like a full month. I wasn't playing, bro, and I was just being tears, frustrated. Bro, I had no one to talk to. Couldn't even talk to my boys and Ben about this stuff. Like, 
it really builds character. So I feel you. I'm, but I'm 21 at the time. Being 17, that's a completely different yeah, story. Yeah, it, it was. It was the like, just trust me. Me being who I am, a Caribbean person, so food is completely different. Everything's different. Culture's different. So it was just a, a lot of adjusting. And, and you touched on this. I mean, being a minority up there, what was that like? And uh, honestly, I felt like for me, Schalke would probably be the best club for support. They were they were great. Fans were great. Like you were treated like you were one of them. But it was obviously you know it's Germany. Yeah. A lot of things are going on. Uh, actually, a, a good friend of mine, Chris Gloster, was involved with some racial. Words you said uh, said to him uh, when in one of his games mm-hmm. to him so you know there's there's you know it's here. Did it's you all, experience any of that? I, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I've never really experienced any of that stuff to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can see, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's always jokes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like they 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 say it as a joke, but that's it's it, they're really serious. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was, of course, it's always like that. It's things that you know, little things that you see that they think that they can get away with, but you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just what it is. And it's just like, there's like plenty of people that you see and just like, I have to fall back on this person. Like, you know, and that's just how it was. It must be different, like, if they're saying stuff in their own language and you're, they, may, exactly. they, they might be speaking about you and, and you don't know. And, and when I first came, like, level was different. So it's just like, everyone is yeah. boom, 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 yeah. boom. And like, I, I'm just like, oh shit, yeah. like, oh. yeah. I'm not this fit, bro. I'm yeah, not yeah, this yeah. fit. Yeah. Like these guys are just running all the time. Like, like in training. Like when Tuesday came, like you know, like just straight fitness, bro. Like there's no, there's no escaping it. Mm. Just straight fitness. Uh, so yeah, bro. It was, it was, it was a lot different. A lot, lot different. Why kind of Charlotte all places, or was that like the only team that was interested? Uh, in uh, my agent, uh, the president of our. And uh, really good friends with Jim and uh, that man has contacts. Yeah, Jim, Jim knows everyone. That's God. Like, I swear. <laughs> good son. Hey, yeah, bro. Everyone. So Jim is really good friends with, with uh, the president of our agency. So it was just like that was easy contact. And then mm-hmm. boom, came down here. So you mean we're all coming from a tremendous experience? What do you guys think in comparison to the European system? How should like U.S. soccer grow? How should we continue to grow I think this game here? We need to invest a lot more time and money mm-hmm. into the academies mm-hmm. like you like Alex and Enzo they've got their own coaching mm-hmm. thing and they say that's like some some people charge like 4,000 a year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some people it's don't ridiculous. some people it's don't ridiculous. have that spare money mm-hmm. like the pay to play system is yeah. better than that's this is exactly how it was for me in Atlanta I was in Atlanta bro and I'm just like like for me like I didn't I was I grew up didn't have a lot of things so shit was difficult and like I'm like I'm at Atlanta United bro like billion dollar company this and that like and like I barely have a ride stadium. I have barely have a ride to training yeah. bro like yeah. I'm calling the coach saying like bro like how am I gonna get the training my dad has work bro like in DC we're taking the metro from like, wherever you are to DC which is like a good 45 to an hour commute I think that's, where, but I, the I thing think that's is, where I grew up okay like I've had everything like yeah. I'm not to worry about nothing mm-hmm. but I think that's like starting to learn that side of the game where I think I should need to 
like worry about myself mm-hmm. now that I know mm-hmm. obviously get my parents or whatever mm-hmm. over here with me. Mm-hmm. My only thing with like I understand investing in your soccer, but like if you look at Europe and all these other countries, their main sport is soccer. Their best athletes go to soccer. That's true as well. But but with America we have football, baseball, basketball, hockey, mm-hmm. all these other sports that all our play, all our parents, coaches, the money, that's where they're going. That's why because if you think about it, you're saying like how we like we can't afford we can't afford soccer and like like a lot of families can't afford soccer. What do you think all these guys from like in these bad neighborhoods how they afford in football? Because there's already money in there. Exactly, exactly. There's already money in there. Yeah. Same with AAU, Bruh. basketball, you know, baseball. I, I was gonna touch on that too. Like I played basketball from fifth grade on to yeah. senior of high school. Like I didn't pay for a shoe or travel. I went to Nothing. Vegas twice. Went to all these major Nike showcases, didn't pay a dime at the seventh grade. There's so much money. That's where all the money is. And until America realizes, like, the value of soccer. They see see players getting paid, like, $400,000 a week. Yeah. In Europe. I feel like America has to stop trying to be like these other sports or to get, like, the change that it needs. Like, America, like, like, just like with MLS draft. This is not football. This is not. This is not basketball, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. There should be a transfer yeah. window. There should yeah. be another. I know they're trying to get. They're trying to get rid of the draft in yeah. two years. Like, yeah. see, and obviously, I don't know. Probably the same in England. Like, you see, like kids out playing in the street, like playing soccer in the street. Yeah. I've not. I've not seen that over the first, there. The first time I went to Brazil was the craziest thing. So for me, like, they wanted me to pick up on Portuguese. So like, they put me in the school, and the teacher. Was like, hey, I'll be right back. I gotta go check something in the mailroom or something. They moved all the desks out of the way. They put two shoes, like two shoes on one side, two shoes on the other side. Made a sock, uh, made a soccer ball out of socks, that's and they were playing four v four. Like crazy. it was the craziest thing. I was just sitting that's there, just such like a different culture. Just sitting here in the desk, just like <laughs> like they love it. Like, like they love it. Like, I think there's a there's a, a lot that's gonna go into it. Like the pay, like for example, I have a, my one of my man's back home is 28, right? He has an 11 year old kid, bro. Single father and everything. But my man's paying 2,500 a month just for his kid to play soccer. Bro. That's insane. And, and it's no, he can do this because he's because he's a single father giving him a scholarship and stuff like that, like whatever. But like he's in like a, our area back home is like decent. That's why he's able to get a scholarship. But majority of these people cannot get a scholarship. But if you think about this as well, like. You guys wouldn't know, but every single person you've talked to growing up, or even people you're meeting now, has played soccer as a youth. I can talk really? to any random, even if a girl I met, oh, I love soccer, I played when I was uh, five. Always. Everybody yeah. played everyone's soccer. Story. Everyone's everybody's story. story. Oh, you I wonder played why, soccer when I was this age. You wonder why age. everybody's played soccer, but you wonder why it's not Steered as big away, as yeah. basketball yeah. or baseball or whatever. And then, of course, like the TV goes into it. Like, what kid's going to play soccer if it's not on TV? Basketball, yeah. football is king, is on TV all the time. Like, yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm gonna play this cool sport yeah. and not this other sport that's not regularly on TV. And like that plays, a, there's a lot of things that play a role into mm-hmm. it. And I just, I do feel like investing into our youth in the system. I just feel like we're backwards kind of in the MLS and soccer in America where we come from the top and mm-hmm. invest all this money into the top, the which is cool. So but from yes. the bottom and the core of everything, our yes. youth system and playing for yeah. free and getting kids opportunities, just, like, yeah. we're not doing that. Just and look like, like at, at Atlanta United. Like imagine like, all of the talents you guys like heard of like the past two years and just everyone like I said Andrew, Chris, uh, Patrick Okonkwo, George Bellow, all these homegrowns, Wallace Cooney, you're saying 
But like you look and you just like think, how many minutes have they gotten with yeah, the first team? Yeah, that's true too. Like when you look at like players like that's Andrew Carlton, like bro, he's yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Bro, I played against him when he was that same year I played you. Like fourteen, he was fourteen, yeah, he fifteen, see, came up. He was a ball. Yeah, he came to the city. Yeah, he came. Yeah. He was not enough to stay. He he decided not to stay. Yeah, he's the best player ever. He was in. It was like him and Phil Foden were like our two attack midfielders, and that. When was that? He was better than when you were fourteen. That's crazy, bro. My man decided yeah. not to stay. I mean, I guess you're but, home. But so no, the thing, it's not, it's not, it, all right. Bro, he banged two free kicks against Juventus. It was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, I, when I tell you this, bro, I literally, me and Andrew grew up playing ball together. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was just like, I literally watched him become a savage. Like, just, I was there the whole time of him. I'm just seeing him each year just boom, boom, boom. And then you, like, look at, like, Atlanta, his first team, he's just like, Uruguay, Argentina, mm-hmm. everyone's Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. Everyone big money from I... they're buying, they're paying big money yeah. for players in, in Europe when like it's in your backyard, bro. It's right. Here. And in a sense too, like what a lot of these culture, the smaller European clubs are doing, they're in players and they're playing their young boys in a sense because they want them to get sold into a bigger club and double yeah. their value and get the money back. But just do the same thing just, just look, just look at the at all right. You have me. Weston, Nick, Haji, all, all of us, like, we did, we weren't given the opportunity of, like, yeah, like, we feel like he's going to be, like, amazing potential. They, everyone in the U.S., bro, I'm telling you, I had a coach tell me, like, yeah, for sure, he's going to go to England, I mean, he's going to go to Germany and come back just to play in the game. Um, bro, when, when coaches found out, like, I was actually going to Charlotte, they were just like, wait, what? Like, I'm just, like, I'm always thinking, like, how did he see this after just one week? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here, like, my whole life, and you didn't see that yeah. I had the potential that he mm-hmm. saw. You know it's what like I'm saying? Actually, like, coaches are a lot different mm-hmm. in Europe. They actually mm-hmm. look at young players over here. Exactly. Scouts or whatever just look oh, the best. Like, there's a lot of South Americans mm-hmm. in the MLS, yep. which is, I think, because of probably when get I, them on maybe a cheaper contract yeah. than nah for South like dude, I'm telling you for each player that's like a South American gave him a great deal booted out the, the young player who was up next yeah. just for them to live their best life where they was already living their best life in Europe just to knock off an opportunity for a young boy you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. like that's just what happens on a daily basis bro so many players that are just amazing mm-hmm. that just deserve the opportunity that aren't getting the opportunity because like they paid like they're never gonna pay like for uh, Ezekiel Barrow, they paid 20 mil for this man. They're not going to pay 20 mil just to play Andrew over him. Like They're not going to yeah. put him on a bench for 20. Like, come on, he's 20 mil, bro. I don't care what it is. You can have a bad game for You can have 10 bad games. I'm playing. You can play bad like for the full season. Yeah, I'll, I'm playing. That's 20, 20 mils, bro. That's a that's a record. Like, 20 million? Mm-hmm. No, no, you have to play. And that's exactly what it is. They're paying all this big money, so they're just like, nah, like, shit, man. But I got him. Like, I have to play him. You look at it again, like, if. Also, if soccer was like, like in Europe, really, you don't, Britain, you don't need, you don't pay anything to go into, mm-hmm. into like a, a youth system. Mm-hmm. Where it's all paid by the club. You think yeah, if you did that over yeah. here, a lot you'd see a lot yeah, more kids yeah, getting involved than every. But then their parents know their parents tell somebody else. Yeah, but every player, bro. If you're in America, it's there's there's some type of. You have to pay something. Yeah. There's always money involved, bro. You just never can just enjoy what you do just yeah. to do it, bro. Everything comes up. It's, it's, it's coming, something. though, bro. I think the wave, like, I'm reading statistics where the new wave of parents, thirty, it's been a 30% decline in football. It's been a 30% increase in soccer. Like, 
statistics are shown with the CTE and the concussions, like everyone's trying to steal it from football and like soccer's trying to you see the MLS is gone, but just like with the USL having second division, kids, teenagers now foregoing college and now going to the USL. Mm-hmm. Yes, obviously USL isn't all that, but if you're going as a 16, 17 year old as a pro in a professional yeah, it's environment, a like it's a, good step. it's a good step. It's not the best step. Obviously, it's not your steps, but like if I'm playing in the USL when I'm 17, I'll be two times better than I was going through the college system exactly. and then getting to and that's, that's exactly you know what I mean? Like, so that wave is coming. Yeah. Obviously, what me and Curtis don't know what college is like over here. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it might be amazing for other things, pitch. but for <laughs> soccer, we, football, we don't know what it's like. Yeah. Right? We, 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 saw the, we saw the movies about he's college. A, he's a, yeah, I've seen Project X. <laughs> two, two times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming on my show. For real, I'll <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get your custom t-shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Stay tuned, footy fans. For uh, future releases, check out my YouTube page, subscribe. You don't want to miss out these guys. Follow them on Instagram. Give them a comment. Shoot them a DM what you think about their stories. And we really appreciate you guys following along. Have a good one.